Welcome back to the Armor Men's Health Hour with Dr. Mystery and Donna Lee. Welcome back to the Armor Men's Health Hour. This is Donna Lee. Dr. Mystery stepped away. And as he stepped away, I brought in our super amazing pelvic floor physical therapist who we talk about. If you're a regular listener, you, talk, you hear us talk about her every single week. So she's here live and in person. Welcome, Dr. Treadway. Hello. Thanks. Thanks for being here. I'm happy to be here. Um, you've been with Dr. Mystery for like the entire time. 13 years. That's amazing. We pioneered, we pioneered the partnership between a physical therapist and a urologist within the medical office. As a pioneer, you have to fight a lot of battles. <laughs> right. <laughs> and we definitely have come through them very successfully. Of course. I mean, you've been here the entire time. Like, I'm sure you've seen all the craziness come and go and all the amazing patients. And yeah, one of the reasons why I joined this practice three years ago was when I first had a discussion with Dr. Mystery as a surgeon. I mm-hmm. thought, well, certainly he wants to just go cut everybody open. He his first words to me were, well, I have this amazing pelvic floor physical therapist and I send my patients to her first and she can fix them most of the time. And then if they still need surgery after that, then we do surgery. And I was like, what? Yeah. That's amazing to me. I know. It was amazing to me, too. Dr. Mystery and I first met at a pharma dinner when I just happened to get invited because of certain uh, places. I was working at at Round Rock Medical Center at the time in a a center for continence, Mm -hmm. and the pharma reps would come in there. I would get invited, and I would take notes under the table because I didn't know anything about the meds, but I learned a ton. Mm -hmm. He watched this whole thing unfold, and he said, you're going to work for me. I thought, (laughs) who are you? (laughs) And is that your real name? Is that your real name, really? Yeah. (laughs) They joke about that on the radio because somebody called him out for being gimmicky for having a fake last name. That's so funny. And it's such a common Common Indian name. That's funny. So I thought we'd have uh, kind of go back in time. We had you on the show early on when Mm -hmm. we started the show several months ago. But I want to talk about what you do for our patients because it's life-changing and it's incredible. And you you see so many male patients as well as female. Mm -hmm. But what are your, like, top three patient types that you're treating this week? Oh, this week. Well, the top three patient types I treat would be uh, pelvic pain, um, incontinence, male and female. Male, a lot of it post-prostatectomy. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, female, it can be postpartum or it can just be um, over time. But really, if I drill it down to what I really do, the pelvic floor is full of muscles that no one really pays attention to. I mean, even in physical therapy school, they just said, well, there's the pelvic floor and moved on. Because you have to take training after physical therapy school specifically to handle the pelvic floor. It just has to do with the intimate nature of everything. Mm-hmm. So you get extra special time, <laughs> a lot of it. <laughs> and then you take a five-hour exam, but that's not important. Um, <laughs> it is for the patients. <laughs> Yeah, it was worth it, too. If you think about muscles, they can either be overactive or underactive. Mm -hmm. They can be too tight or too short and anywhere in between. So essentially, I'm looking at symptoms that relate to what the relationship is between the muscles and the muscles of the pelvic floor and the abdomen and the hips Mm -hmm. and all of that. And so when they come to me with their complaints, I take a big, thorough history to figure out which pieces are going on here, like. Some people that are are having leakage or incontinence, they're not necessarily weak. 
Mm-hmm. They might be doing too much activity and making their muscles exhausted. So oh. when it comes time, they cough and sneeze. They have nothing left. Right. I have to figure that out. Taking all the data is like the, the coolest part ever. I feel like, you know, a detective. <laughs> I kind of am. Detective uh, Dr. Treadway. Detective Dr. Yes. <laughs> it's a new, de- new degree. That is really the crux of how I figure out what to do mm-hmm. when people come in with problems. Um, some of my females might have a, um, a pelvic organ prolapse, and that prolapse might be causing them to not empty their bladder. Well, sometimes it might be thought that they're overactive in their muscles, but that's not true. That's where something is actually in the way. It's obstructed. So really, it's muscles mm-hmm. and tissue. Is it too tight? Is it too loose? What's the relationship with your movement? What's the relationship with your abdomen? The um, what what uh, a lot of people don't ever think of because you know who, who knew this? The breathing diaphragm and the pelvic diaphragm are the top and bottom of a pneumatic chamber. Mm-hmm. The abdominals are the walls. It's like a soda can. And if anything goes wrong with any piece of that pneumatic chamber, the pressure, mm-hmm. uh, you'll have a problem. You'll either not let stuff out or everything gets out. Oh. You know, wow. and anywhere in between. Mm-hmm. So that's another piece of the puzzle. Wow. So I look at lots of lots of different things. That's interesting. Gravity kind of sucks sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Gravity's a factor. <laughs> <laughs> so in a lot of the male patients, I know when I started, it was all new to me because I came from a family practice background, and we didn't have these really specialized, cool things that that we worked with. But knowing what you do every day, I mean, I see your patients coming and going. Um, what do you think is the number one male type issue? that would be treated with pelvic floor physical therapy? Um, aside from cancer. Aside from, well, I don't treat cancer, but right. <laughs> <laughs> I treat the outcome of the surgery. Mm-hmm. But I would say probably looking at erectile dysfunction. Oh, well, that's a big one for that's our listeners. That's a big <laughs> one. We get a lot right. of questions. So, um, you know, there's a musculoskeletal component. Mm-hmm. Because anything that moves, there's a muscle moving it. And what ED symptoms would... Like Dr. Mystery or Dr. Yang or Dr. Ong or Jacomides, what do they see? And then they decide, oh, you need to go see Dr. Treadway for pelvic floor physical therapy with regards to erectile dysfunction. Um, I don't know that they do that. I I think Dr. Mystery sends me everyone. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm not sure anyone else thinks about that. But um, there's usually a component. There's usually a component um, of tension. Mm-hmm. So if you think about, uh, it, and of course it depends on the age of the person, it depends on their cardiovascular mm-hmm. health, because erectile dysfunction is like the first symptom of cardiovascular problems mm-hmm. of, um, you know, the arterioles in the penis are the, th- are the smallest, they're like one cell thick. So if there's mm-hmm. going to be blockage, mm-hmm. you're going to see it there first, mm-hmm. you know, before, before they're even in, in a cardiologist's office. So, oh, um, and I know that, that those, you know, the docs know this, mm-hmm. so they're trying to manage it medically because they have to, right. um, the musculoskeletal component is not necessarily well, I mean, it has been researched, but you know, I saw the one study that got yanked out of PubMed. Don't know why hmm. mm, I could speculate, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get in trouble. Um, <laughs> However, uh, so the the tissues, the the erectile tissues, have to be able to engorge. So mm-hmm. there's your blood part. Mm-hmm. But if the musculus, the the musculature in the area is too tense, mm-hmm. it might not be open to being able to engorge. Oh. Or if it is open to engorge, and the musculoskeletal the musculature there is too loose and not really under the control of the patient, mm-hmm. it might drain before they want it to. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. So there's that. There's that aspect. The other mm-hmm. thing is I have to ask the patient, you know, are you not able to achieve or are you losing it? And, mm. you know, depending on what they tell me, sometimes losing it means you got to keep your head in the game. Because mm-hmm. if you go from rest and digest to fight or flight, so if your autonomic nervous system regulates to a, a, a fight or flight direction, well, all the blood's going to go to your thighs. Oh, <laughs> no. To get, you know, so you can run away from the tiger. <laughs> so, you know, these all these little teeny pieces, they add right. up and it ta- it's the history. I'm telling you, you got to take the history and, and figure out what piece of the of the puzzle is just missing. Wow. Or how many, you know, if you have too many pieces and you can take a few away. Right. Um, so that's how, how I handle the erectile situation. So when a patient comes into a new patient, or maybe our patient or another doctor's patient, when they come into you, that's a good hour intake, if not longer. I spend a great deal of time on the intake. Mm-hmm. Um, the first intervention is probably 15 minutes or less. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of taking, I, I take data, I, I give them an idea how to start some exercises, and I try to get them in right away for that follow-up, because that'll be all intervention. Right. But yeah, the intake is pretty, pretty heavy. Gotcha. And what about when somebody's coming to you for, for erectile dysfunction issues, and you're, you're taking their intake, and then they become a patient, generally, how many visits do they have with you? Is it? It's a good question. Um, so, the musculoskeletal changes, like in any human, it's a four to six week physiological timeline. Mm-hmm. That's always the magic number, four to six weeks. It is. It's amazing. <laughs> it's because that's that's how our systems change stuff. Mm-hmm. So um, I advise the patient that it's going to take the first three weeks to get the neuromuscular thing down, like, you know, 21 days to a new habit. And then after that, they can expect the musculoskeletal to come along. Awesome. So sometimes several visits, but... I've seen your patients leave here or leave our clinic smiling and happy, and you're just so incredible, and we appreciate you being part of this. I'd like to have you back on another time and talk about supplements because you are the most well-versed human I know when it comes to wellness and supplements, and all ties into physical therapy, doesn't it? Of course. (laughs) And crystals. I want to talk about full moons and crystals with you. That's what I want to do. (laughs) I better do some research. That's my jam. (laughs) The Armor Men's Health Hour is brought to you by Urology Specialists. For questions or to schedule an appointment, please call 512-238-0762 or online at armormenshealth.com.